0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Loud Outdoors. On the mic. Coming to you out of the office this afternoon. Too cold to be anywhere else. I've been outside. It's cold. I'm staying inside. I have um, ran across something I want to share with you today. I was actually doing a Bible study today and happened on to this, and I thought, man, this this is shareable. This really is a good message. Um, I believe it's timely. I believe it's something that, that many of us really need to pay attention to today. So what I want to what I want to visit with you today about, and, and the message title of this is "Choose Your Fuel." Picking the right fuel is a is a paramount importance, right? I mean, we got to have the right fuel depending on what it is that we're putting fuel in, and and it's it's paramount in many areas. You shouldn't put diesel in an engine that needs unleaded. That's not going to work out real well for you. Matter of fact, it's going to cause you a little tow to the mechanic shop. You shouldn't pig out at a Chinese food buffet before running a marathon. I've never ran a marathon, but I have pigged out at a Chinese buffet before, so I get I get what they're saying. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. You shouldn't study for your ACT or your CAT by only watching Netflix. Now, that might be something I would do. I don't know that I ever took the ACT or the SAT. Um, college was not in my forte nor my future, I used to tell people there was only one reason that I never went to college. And when they asked me why, I would tell them high school. I had had enough. I did my 12 years, uh, not of high school. I just did my 12 years total, okay? Um, (laughs) And I was done with school. You don't have to be a mechanic to know what gas is required for your vehicle, right? An Olympian to know what food is best to eat before a long run. You, You don't have to be an Olympian to know that you shouldn't pig out at a Chinese restaurant before you run. You don't have to be a college professor to know that binge-watching television shows isn't the best test prep. I didn't do real good in my schoolwork, and I didn't study much, so, but my grades reflected that. But what if I were to ask you, what is the best fuel for your spiritual well-being? What's the best fuel for your spiritual well-being? strength your spiritual well-being your spiritual health you got any ideas see most people would likely default to the checklist items right uh, for for what we think of, of being a good christian is church attendance bible studies maybe prayer meetings listening to christian radio whatever whatever you know i mean we kind of have these little go-tos for for what we feel like would be the best things to put in, the best fuel for our spiritual well-being. However, the author of the book of Hebrews tells us exactly how we are strengthened in parts of Hebrews chapter 13. We see the author drawing a, a doctrinal line between true faith and, and pure faith in God's grace and a blend of Jesus' sacrifice in Jewish traditions. Specifically, In verse 9, the author explicitly tells us that our hearts are strengthened by grace and not by food. He's not making a reference to believers' dietary choices. He's referencing the specific infiltration of Jewish offerings, rituals, and sacrifices into the Christian faith. See, in, in the first century, many of the early Christians found themselves trying to figure out how the best way to worship Jesus was. Should it be in offerings? Should it be in rituals? Should it be in sacrificial things? You know, how, how, What's the best way to do this? Basically, they were looking at law and not looking at the spiritual item itself. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 9 actually says this. I'm going to do this in the Amplified Version. Do not be carried away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be established and strengthened by grace and not by foods rules of diet, and ritualistic meals, which bring no benefit or spiritual growth to those who observe them. It doesn't do you any good to have a specific diet or a ritualistic meal spiritually. It, it, it's not going to have any bearing on your spiritual life whatsoever. If you want to look at something cool, you can check out Isaiah chapter 58. I love to preach that entire chapter because it gives us a principle and a vision or, or, a, or a view of, of what true fasting is. So we all think of fasting in one particular way, but, but God has a different opinion sometimes. So the, the ritualistic things that we feel are fasting, things we should do when we fast, aren't necessarily how God views fasting. So that, that's a good, Isaiah chapter 58, go check that one out. There, there are several groups that simply could not come to grips with the fact that you only needed the grace of God via the sacrifice of Jesus to be saved. So there's there's a lot of folks that still have problems with that how, how is that enough we 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 need to do more works is is kind of their complex that that we need to we need to we need to make sure we do things a certain way but but Jesus said that it's it's grace my grace is sufficient. They just knew that there had to be something more to it there just had to be some personal grit and effort involved right You ever think that about your spiritual life, that that, that it really does require more effort and and more grit, something that you need to get involved in? So this is where a lot of us struggle. In in most areas of our lives, we are fueled by our accomplishments through our own effort. Food is on the table because we worked hard to get the job, and we're diligent at that job. We made the team because we did the necessary off-season training and preparation, and, and we performed well during the tryout. We, we solved the problem between two friends because we convinced them to come together and we led them directly towards reconciliation. Yet it doesn't work that way with God. We, we simply cannot work, train, or argue our way into God's grace. There is nothing we can do to deserve it more than any other person on earth. We, we can't buy it. We, we can't earn it. Uh, it. It's not something that's, that's out there that we can strive for. Simply put, God's grace is a gift, one that we do not warrant, we don't deserve it, but one that is available to all of us regardless. God's grace. He even tells us that His grace is sufficient for us, His Spirit alive in us. That is our fuel. That is how we strengthen our spirits. Zechariah 4 6 says this Then He said to me, This continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord. To Zerubbabel, prince of Judah, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol, says the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit alone. We need to adjust our perspective to rely more on God's grace as opposed to our own striving. That We can't strive enough. We can't work enough. We can't work our way into the kingdom. It, it's by his grace. It, it's, it's by the sacrifice Jesus made on that cross. See, without any of that, there's nothing else we could do. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. He, he's simply stating there, there is no other path. The only path to my Father is through relationship with me. You've got to come through me to get to God. It, that's the only way it works. There is no alternative. There is no detour. There is no alternate route. You got to go through Jesus. You got to go through his sacrifice, which means he says to us that we're to pick up our cross daily and follow him, which simply states we are to die to us and follow him and his way completely. That's the path. That's the way to the Father through the Son Jesus Christ through his sacrifice. We've got to mimic him. We've got to walk as he walked. We've got to live as he lived on this earth. Yes, we make mistakes. That's where the grace comes into play. God's grace. We're saved by his grace. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. There's nothing we can do to buy it. It's simply a gift he gave to us. Now, I did a little demo at the church one day and I was talking about a gift. And I put a $20 bill up over one of the music stands I said, "This is a gift to anybody who wants to come and get it." There was only one gentleman jumped up and come up to the front, and he took that twenty-dollar bill. See, the only way you can receive a gift is if you come and get it. I can put a box, I can put a hundred-dollar bill on the table, a twenty-dollar bill on the table, and tell you, "Hey, this is a free gift." But until you get up and and obtain it, it's not yours you've got to take the gift you've got to accept the gift and that's what Jesus is to us he is a gift the 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 process of him going to that cross is a gift to us for eternal life but we have to accept it and and that acceptance requires our surrender that acceptance requires us to surrender up our life to sacrifice our life to die to him to pick up our cross you know that you ever considered water baptism water baptism is a great representation of of us surrendering our life to Christ. So water baptism is, is, is just exactly that. It is a public proclamation of my accepting, surrendering to Jesus Christ and my dying to me who I was and my resurrection into who I am now. That, that water baptism is a beautiful example of that. I've seen some power come in the midst of water baptism. Let the Holy Spirit move you today. But let, let Him challenge your life to realize that no matter how much good stuff you do, no matter how good a person you might be, without God's grace, we don't have an option for eternity. We're, we're, We're already set. But he gives us an opportunity to accept his son's death by grace. And it's through his grace he sets us free that blood washes us clean. Our surrender in the midst of his grace allows us that opportunity for eternal life with him. Amen. What a beautiful sight. Think about this. What adjustment can you make to help you choose the right fuel for your life? What what needs to happen? Yeah, we we do need these other things. We need the things that talked about. We we do need to go to church. We need the fellowship of other believers, other other followers of Christ around us. Yes, we do need to read the word. We need to learn. What God has for us. The the, the very power that we're going to use to fight the battles that we're fighting in this earth today, they're they're spiritual, they're not physical. Our sword is that word. The the word of God is our weaponry. We need to learn it, we need to accept it, we need to read it, we need to get it in us so that we can use it when necessary. Yeah, Christian radio is a great idea. You hear me talk about music some. You know, garbage in, garbage out. You, you allow the junk of this world to come into your heart. That's probably what's going to come out of you. The Bible actually says that you will know him by his fruit. You, you'll know a tree by its fruit. You'll, you're going to know a person by its fruit, too. And, and that fruit is, is what's feeding it, what's nourishing our body. What is that? You know, if it's, if it's garbage, that's what's going to come off of us. But when we put the things of God in us, we get his word in us. We listen to, to Christian music or worship. Uh, we, we fellowship with other followers. That iron sharpening iron. We learn from each other. You know, We hear the other's story. The Bible says that, that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb. That's our, that's our surrender. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Our surrender to allow the blood to wash us clean and by the word of our testimony. Our story of redemption how Jesus set us free from the problems in our life. Now, it doesn't mean there won't be any more problems. You surrender your life to Christ. You live under his grace. You live according to his word. We're going to fight. That's what we're here for. We're here to make a way where there is no way. We're we're here to to prepare the way of, of the kingdom coming to this earth. That's our role. We're to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found that's the, that's the great commission go into all the world and preach the gospel live out the gospel alive in us so that others can see it others can hear it and others can be drawn to it when they see our redemption story it sets the captive free much like us when we accepted that 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 offering that gift given to us it set us free now our story of our redemption We'll set someone else free. Amen. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Choose your fuel. You, you, you don't want to put the wrong fuel in. You put the wrong fuel in and you're going to wind up at the mechanic shop with a costly bill. Amen. I hope you can relate to this. God bless you guys. We love you so much. Thank you so much for following us. Rhonda and I pray over our listener base. We pray over all of you guys. Thanking you so much for your, your participation in this ministry, whether it be financially or simply praying for us we covet your prayer. We covet your financial support. God's going to provide whatever we need to do his work. That's We believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my part. I'm on the microphone. I'm sharing what he gives me. I'm sharing what he lays on my heart to the best of my ability. might not always be the greatest, but it's the best I have. And it's in my obedience that he's going to honor me. So that That's huge right there. This grace thing and all this stuff, we can't earn our way into heaven it's our obedience that's going to move the mountains. When we become obedient to his ways and his word, that he's going to set us free. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. You can find all our giving links, www.livinglightoutdoors.com, on our Facebook page uh, with Living Light Outdoors on Facebook. You can actually support us right here on the podcast link. Uh, easily done. We, we know how to get <laughs> your support if you want to give it to us. More than anything, pray over us. Pray over this ministry and share all of this. All you got to do is click copy that link and you can text it to somebody and it'll pop right up on the, on the podcast platform and they can hear this message. Go down through there. Find one that maybe suits a friend of yours. I, I just recently sent someone a duck call sermon because they're, they're duck hunters. They're hunters. They understand that. And, and that duck call sermon speaks volumes to those who understand it. So, you know, click a link, share a message with someone that you think might could use that. Amen. That's part of being in this ministry. It's part of walking with us, sharing this with others. All right. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.